0: James, 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 I'm doing the thing that I only do once a year, maybe maybe once every couple of years, the thing that I do often enough that I forget how to do it every time, that is update my Android app. And oh boy, Google has thrown me a curveball. It turns out target versions have to be really high numbers these days or else they're not going to sell your apps to people with their new phones. Mm-hmm. And that means I had to make changes to my code and I don't like it because I'm on the record of saying I don't like change. And so here we are. I want to discuss Android.
1: Android. Yes. The, you know, surprisingly, we had a lot of people write into the show in the last 14 years and they said one thing that they didn't like about the podcast is that I became an iOS user. (laughs) <laughs> and when I became an iOS user, we just talked about iOS more and more. We basically became Miguel de Acaza, ding, And uh, just talking about iOS and forgetting about our good friend Android, which is the biggest uh, um, percentage of smartphones in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun. Uh, the Android portal tells you
0: how many different kinds of devices all your little target versions and SDK choices make. And it's... A ridiculous number! It's like nineteen thousand types of mm-hmm. devices. Mm-hmm. So who knows how many actual <laughs> devices that actually is? Uh, it's kind of fun though. I like seeing that number.
1: Yeah, and I still use an Android device in case people are wondering. But I use it for for testing and international usage. I have a Pixel three or four or something, uh, but it was uh, has an eSIM in it. And I just did a video on my YouTube, uh, which is all about using eSIMs for international travel for data instead of using your provider. And I, I have more recently extremely enjoyed the experience of Android. I think this is running Android 12 or 13. I think 13 is the newest one, but I have really enjoyed the device that the pixel line I've always enjoyed, but the, the operating software is still very good. It's not that different in some ways. Than the early versions of Android, very similar to iOS in many ways, the core of it is not that different than it was a long time <laughs> ago when you think about it. but the baseline for creating Android over the years Android applications over the years has always changed dramatically every two to three ish years uh compared to iOS in which I feel as though. The really big change, there was only one that was monumental, which was like, hey, everything about your app needs to be like thrown away and redone, which was the skew morphism to whatever the current um, human design guidelines are. Whereas on Android, things are always evolving. And because of the complexity that you just talked about with so many devices, they're always coming up with new wacky ways of solving those problems.
0: (laughs) new and wacky uh yeah instead of api stability or feature detection they have this thing and you you converted me to this for a while because i was doing straight android programming for a while and then you got me onto this thing called android support (laughs) which was supposed to make my life easier you could use modern apis on older devices that was their trick for that and You know, it's funny because that was a pretty big change. And I would say that is a bigger change than what you were saying the skeuomorphic design. I don't think iOS has had a big change like this ever. For the most part, they've been backwards compatible. If you wrote an app to the guidelines four or five years ago, 10 years ago, (laughs) it would probably compile and run pretty well on iOS today. Whereas, uh, yeah, not so much on the Android. I think. Uh, the Android support only went up to, oh, sorry, SDK like 29 or something. Anyway, it's old, it's done, it's gone because I was hanging out on the Google Play dev portal console thing and it was telling me that I had to update to API 29-ish, something like that. I think that's Android 12-ish, 11-ish. I don't know, something like that. Uh, Or else they wouldn't sell my apps on the new devices and Coincidentally, that was the same one minus that was the last supported version of Android support, and you had to switch over to Android X, so I had to make the plunge also into Android X.
1: Yes. So let me describe in high-level deep dive here of what actually happened. Now, the Android support libraries have been around for a long, long time. We've probably even talked about them on the pod, but the thing with um about these, uh, libraries is that they do what you just said. They provide new APIs backwards compatible. So as Android was evolving, they wanted to bring these new fancy APIs to older devices. And this often had to do with user interface. So often with the hollow design and then the material design, when they added it to the latest operating system that meant that only the latest folks with the newest phones got that stuff. And it made it really hard as an Android developer to try to attempt to even somehow Hmm. try to support making your app look good on multiple devices. So you're, you're in this double-edged sword, which was on one end, I want to provide the latest and greatest for my users, but The problem with Android is that a lot of users don't get the latest operating system updates. And there's a lot of older devices, which means I can't try to use that new stuff inside of my application. So the support libraries took that and they said, well, let's take all these new fancy APIs and let's create a support layer on top of them. So as developers, you can bring material design to all of your users you can bring new camera functionality to all of your users all these really cool things and they sort of kind of completely got out of control i'm not going to lie about it is there was a mass amount of of support libraries and someone some of them supported older ones some support newer ones you know here and there and then not too long ago several years ago so frank is just catching up they said we need to redo it all so remember when we support (laughs) libraries again you you don't need those anymore now we got android x basically gen 2 of android support libraries is what i would call them
0: yeah and i gotta say after finally yeah i'm the last one to do this conversion so hi um I got to say, I don't really notice the difference, other than it seems more like um, on on the Google side, the way they package up these support libraries is different to them, and therefore they had to create different named things. It's It's more of a kind of how the sausage is made kind of problem. And we all had to pay the price by updating because, I don't know, I replaced one, two, three Android support libraries with one, two, three, four, five Android X support libraries. So is there a win? I don't know. But uh, the good news is it really wasn't that hard of a conversion. The biggest problem was that I am was the last person on the planet to do this. And so when I was searching online for help, all the articles were like from yeah 2019 2020
1: and i uh, i'm just playing catch up you you know that visual studio actually has a right click upgrade to android x in it right
0: did you know that visual studio for mac does not
1: oh there you go well (laughs) just learned something well yeah i mean because it probably even if they did have it They've rewritten the entire IDE since Android X came out. So (laughs) just say it, Frank.
0: Yeah. So for the most part, I'm sure everyone's gone through this already, but it it was just a lot of namespace uh, changes. I just forgot how how many times you have to repeat namespaces in an Android app. So finding all the details and all those was hard. Plus, I was happy about one thing. I had made my own uh, floating... A uh, button thing what he call a floating button thing floating action button mm-hmm. i had made my own why in the world did i do that i i like styled my own button to do that well thankfully there's just a floating action button in android x now also but uh Overall, it, it wasn't too bad. They changed how toolbars worked, and I didn't like that because mm-hmm. already I barely understood how my flyout bar thing worked with action things with toolbars because, like, toolbars existed prior to Android support and they all kind of intermingle, and there's a thousand ways to do the same thing. So, finally, what I ended up doing was just file new projecting in Visual Studio for Mac. And just kind of stealing the essential structure from that to make sure I I got the basics right. And then eventually I was able to get my app converted over. But doing it by myself was not working. Thank goodness there was that file new project template <laughs> that I could use as a reference.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy because as a Xamarin Forms or a .NET MAUI developer, you don't really need to worry about that stuff unless you are using some of those to access native capabilities like camera X or a few other, um, you know, pieces of functionality that are maybe less UI and more capabilities. So uh, ideally you're just like relying on the platform to handle that. Whereas in this case, which I used to have to do all the time. And now I, you know, don't do any core, core Android work. I used to do a lot. It used to be my favorite platform is a really deep dive into it. Obviously I still know a lot about it because I, you know, keep up on it, but it is, it is wildly different, some of the user interface components and how they work. And especially the toolbar, which is really wild because yeah. it's just a toolbar. It's just, you yeah. know, six, 80 pixels. I don't know, 66 pixels, whatever it is. It's like, why is this thing so complicated?
0: I think I hard coded mine to 64 dp there because I just couldn't get it to use whatever default size it was supposed to use, the resource system and Android still confuses me a little bit. Look, you you hit on a, hit on a sensitive point here. I so I'm upgrading this code. I didn't want to do this code upgrade. My my goal here was to do a quick Android release while I worked on the new Maui version of the mm. app so that I could Join, mostly what I want to join are the uh, Android and Windows versions, have those as the same code base, and I was going to make that a Maui app. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my iOS and Mac UI, so I don't really want to touch those. But anyway, so <laughs> I was supposed to just get a quick release out. But here comes Google with a flash, flash, flash thing in the console saying, as of November 2022, you have to release with a target SDK of no more than two years old, I believe is the rule mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not put on the new devices. And that's what I, as I said earlier, that's how I got forced into the Android X. So the entire time I'm doing this Android X conversion, which, again, not so bad, but, you know, whatever. I'm like, God, how fast could I write the Maui version (laughs) instead? (laughs) Because, like, I I wasted so much time on that toolbar, and the rest of the app isn't that complex. You know, I can convert over to the new gesture system and things like that in Maui. And so I was a little bit frustrated that I spent as much time as I did doing the Android X conversion because my intention is to convert over to Maui. But uh sunk cost fallacy once i got started on it i just got so frustrated i had to keep finish uh keep going until i was finished the good news is i did finish and actually did release the new android version hi i circuit 1.12 i on android now go get it everyone but uh yeah this is probably gonna be the last android native version i'm going maui after this
1: oh wow yeah that's that's uh Intense, I'm glad you got it out. That's pretty cool. I am in a, funnily, a similar boat. Recently, I had the same issue, which was I hadn't, you know, so this is how Google, they made this change in 2018, Frank. uh, Android X, is that what you're saying? No, they started to make, come up with these guidelines. I wrote a blog called Getting Android Apps Ready for Google Play's Target API Level Requirements, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, and apparently oh, there's a bunch of, they code. really,
0: sorry, they really pre-announced it then.
1: Okay. They did this a long time ago. And it's funny because I'm still talking about support libraries here and all this other stuff. And then eventually I talk about like, you know, different Android X stuff. I don't even think I, I don't even think Android X was out yet when they started to require this stuff. But what they do is they, uh, they have different requirements for new apps versus app upgrades. And they give a little bit more lenience to app upgrades for the target and compile SDK versions. Now, good thing you got it now, because starting in January, they're going to change all of the API requirements again. So I think it's in November, it changes for new apps and in January for app upgrades. So they give you a little bit more lenience and they have an upgrade guide. Uh, over here, I'll put a link. I link to it in that blog, funnily enough, and it's there. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you're a new app, you have to target Android 12, API 13, which is not the newest Android. Android 13 is the is the latest Android. Yeah. Um, but if um, um, yeah, app updates starting in January will have that requirement. Where right now it's Android 11 uh, on there, but surprisingly, I target Android uh, API 31 already. So I'm totally good. I have another year and then they're going to change it again, which will definitely be for Android 13, or which is API level 32. Um, and they'll, and they'll go and do that. So it's, it's kind of this continuous update. Now, if your app isn't updated in the app store, um, and this requirement kicks in, you just can't update it. Like you're saying. Um, your Apple continue to work, no big deal. And Apple does this on occasion, I think with a a minimum requirement of Xcode, but I feel like it's pretty way back there, right? Yeah, and okay, so
0: the whole reason I really wanted to talk about this was a second email they sent out Mm. just on December 14th to me. So the original rule was this, uh, you need to be API 29 was November 1st, 2022. That has, like you said, been extended to January 31st, 2023. Mm. And that was uh, described in the email (laughs) that I'm talking about. And I thought it was funny because, so you, I say, I'm the last person in the world to convert over to Android X, but I bet you I'm not. (laughs) I bet you a lot of other people realize that, oh boy, I have to do a bunch of work to update Mm. my app in order to meet these new requirements and that's why it got extended this is my conspiracy theory (laughs) because i i didn't want to think that i'm literally the last person on the planet to be doing this upgrade and then this i was so proud of myself because you know i i vaguely met the deadline plus or minus a week or two and uh but then the deadline got extended because obviously other people were having trouble and even so much so that you can request an extension (laughs) to get it up to may 1st 2023 if you are like me having a little bit of trouble with android x
1: yeah it's quite a quite a challenge that is for sure um and that's it's yeah funny that they did the extension on it and it's it's interesting because they Also these target API requirements, but if you're also using the in-app billing, that's another set of requirements, which we talked about, I think on a previous podcast. So there is specifically the Android, um, billing library. And before that there was this ADL file, A-I-D-L, which is an Android interface definition language. Yeah. Um, so sounds <laughs> healthy <laughs> it uses a simple syntax that lets you declare an interface with one or more methods that can take parameters return values the parameters return values blah blah, blah. so basically an a dial is there is this AP, there is this interface it's like p invoking it's like hey there is this interface that exists in the operating system or should exist in the inner in the thing but it they expose it differently it's, it's really wild but you anyways you used have to do eight to get to the Android billing library because they didn't Mm -hmm. ship it with the system, right? They shipped it with Google play and not every Android device has Google play, but they eventually said this is shenanigans and we're going to actually create a Android, you know, billing library package that you can consume like a normal human (laughs) being, but they're on version four and recently, maybe in version five, no, but recently they started to deprecate the older billing libraries and they gave, it was like this November and everyone runs over to me like, yeah, my gosh, I need to. I'm like, I'm already using the latest Just update the thing. Like if you don't update the version four or whatever by November, none of your in-app purchases will work anymore,
0: which is wild. Well, when, when is that happening?
1: That already happened.
0: Done admit. Stunzos. Stun. Wow. Yeah. And that must have affected you, right? So, did you get your update in time?
1: Yeah. So, basically, what they did is something very similar. It was August, all new apps had to use version four. And then by November, all updates to existing apps needed to use version four. But then it coincided with the fact that, you know, to use these APIs, you have to make sure you have the latest targeting. And then you also have to meet the App Store requirements and all this other stuff. <laughs> And if you're a little application that uses, for example, Bluetooth, um, or maybe oh. location or oh. any intents, well, there's all of these changes in API 31, uh, that really go wild. And so anyways, I did a lot of work in my applications, even applications that just display numbers, uh, on a screen had to go through a lot of work to do that stuff. So it's, it's kind of wild that is. The support libraries who do this stuff, but then actually some of the core fundamentals, like I don't know, making in-app purchases, boom, it's there. And the you know the thing with Apple is I know that they're going to deprecate at some point. They're going to deprecate the um, Store Kit. It's going to happen, but. Because they're pushing everyone. I've gotten emails because they have these ask a Apple person, you know, App Store person or whatever developer thing that they've been doing, and they're pushing everyone towards StoreKit two, StoreKit two, StoreKit two. And I'm like, well, here's the thing: StoreKit two only supports iOS 13 plus. You can't get rid of it. you can't get rid of it. You know what I mean? Unless there's a, a StoreKit support library, StoreKit X. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> uh please don't write that that sounds you've tried you've done all your store kid xing did. so that okay apple is being so aggressive with their versions like uh test flight you can't even download test flight unless you're ios 13 these days uh it happens to still work on ios 12 but jeepers uh when are we ever going to get that binding (laughs) <laughs> in yeah. the xamarin world yeah i think have Have you ever had apple take uh remove one of your apps from the app store for being too old i have <laughs> I've,
1: so, I've had google google's done it to me
0: google's done it to you
1: mm-hmm. okay i haven't had google
0: do it to me it seems like they just yeah they stopped distributing it but uh to newer devices but apple literally says okay we're taking your app down you really have to do an update now and i think they only started doing that what a four or five years ago or something, but makes me a little bit paranoid because there's definitely apps out there that I've written that they, they still work, but I don't love compiling them all the time, <laughs> but I have to get a little better at releasing them.
1: Yeah, it does get really, really funky with all these different requirements. But anyways, you figured it out and your app is out and it's only totally happening.
0: It it, it is. And I was excited, but a little nervous because uh, all my Android test devices are ancient. Mm. (laughs) So whereas like uh, you're mentioning API 31 changed all these Bluetooth things and I, I was having trouble testing Android 31. I couldn't get the emulators to work. And none of my devices were new enough. And so I was a little bit nervous about actually targeting 31. So I did all this work because I wanted to (laughs) be available on new devices and all that. But at the same time, it's like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't really have a good test thing here. So we will have to talk in the future. I know Google's got some options there. Microsoft used to have some options there. I I do need to do a little bit of better testing, but I at least was able to thoroughly test the apps on older devices, (laughs) and the app worked fine there, but there's still a few things I'd like to support like dark theme and all that kind of stuff, but Mm -hmm. again, I think I'll rely on Maui and multi-window support and things like that. I think I'll rely on Maui
1: to do that for me so that I don't
0: have to learn how to do it in Android.
1: No, I think that makes a lot of sense. The um, one thing that, yeah, I recommend at least is I have a lot of different Android device. I actually just traded in a bunch. I do think that the best way of doing it is to grab, uh, a, you can get them on Amazon, but a pre-owned or even on eBay. That's what I did for mine is I have a pixel device. I think pixel four, or three or whatever I have. What do I actually have? Let's see. I have it in my hand currently. They get all the most recent updates. So this one can actually oh. get 13. This is a Pixel 4. It's like $250. So it's not, uh, it's actually, that's really cheap. But it, it's really, really nice. But I got one that has a crack in the screen. So just a little crack. Oh, yeah. uh, but I mean, what do I care? You know what I mean? This is yeah. a test device. And it's it's really great. Besides that, it's a little nicked up. I was like 200 bucks on eBay. And I was like, yeah, that's fine by me. You know, I don't, I don't care. And that, that's been a really great, uh, test device okay i'm gonna i'm using your app right so, now uh oh i'm nervous it was uh, six dollars seven dollars by the way oh you, you
0: didn't purchase the app before thank you james i did but uh, on a different
1: account funnily enough
0: oh funny um so how how well does google keep the pixel updated how old is that pixel and i assume you're up to 31 then or android 13
1: Yes, you can get Android 13 on this. I believe it is two years or two and a half years. I think they give you... Okay, Pixel 4 was released in 2019. So it's at least two or three three years of updates. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, Yeah. I do need... uh, I think my last Android test device... I forgot exactly where it capped out, but not at 31, that's for sure. How is the app doing? on your modern device? Is it running it, at all?
1: It it's working. You're, <laughs> you're there's there's some areas where your your little back arrow toolbar is so small. It's way too small.
0: That's oh, no. so funny. My back button is wrong. Your okay. back
1: button's wrong. We we are getting some Maui happening on here. Yeah. But besides that, everything else, yeah, it works. I mean, that's wild. I do like Ooh. a new
0: feature that it's new for me because I never noticed it before. On the Google Play console, they have UI warnings for things like hit targets are too small. Hmm. And mine came up with, gosh, I've forgotten, something like 40 different warnings. And yes, it did flag the toolbar. So uh, good job, little robot, Android robot. It, was, it saw that. And there's some other problems also. I thought that was pretty neat of them. Have Have you taken advantage of those UI warnings and things?
1: So I definitely have. More recently, I I just added to. We talked about my holiday hack with the skiing app and the maps that I added, and they. they funnily enough, they gave me lots of warnings. It says, "Hey, your app, your app size has increased by twenty five percent or twenty yeah. percent or something." Um, they're like, "Uh, this is." So they're like, systematically they're like blah, blah, blah. People are less likely to blah, 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 blah. And they did that. And then it was also some other things. And I was like, oh, that's really, really fascinating. that it's like doing all this stuff. Now I specifically turn off. They have this pre-launch. That's what you're talking about, the pre-launch. Uh, I've turned off the pre-launch because I was like, I don't we're going to look at it, but I have used the pre-launch before. It's a good way of testing if your app launches on different devices automatically. Uh, And then it can it can actually poke around and do stuff. But here's the reason I turned it off, Frank, is Mm -hmm. they run it on all sorts of different devices and emulators and whatever they do with different resolutions. And I am terrified to look at the output because I don't want to know how my application looks on like 100 different devices where it looks not great necessarily Uh, in general. You know what I mean? It actually scares me quite a bit.
0: Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I enjoyed yeah. everything about it. What what what's the downside of running it? I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, that's the downside.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the downside is that you know, but yeah, if you don't, know, I
0: don't then. know. I I think a few of its items were I thought a little spurious, but now hearing that the toolbar actually affected you, you brought it up. So oh, yeah. obviously that one was valid. True. I think I'll take a double look. It yeah. was a little overwhelming if they had told me like five things instead of 41 or whatever, and I can't even find it right now, oh, wow. but <laughs> you know, I think I could be a little more systematic, but
1: yeah, nah. the Google play council has also really gone through crazy amounts of transformations. Yeah. Under release testing pre-launch, you are able to see um, things. I have 1000 accessibility issues. A 1,000 accessibility issues.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't think I had that many. Uh, please tell me how to get to it one more time, James.
1: Uh, you go to, you click on an app, and then you go to pre-launch report. Pre-launch report. Mm-hmm. That must be here somewhere. It's under testing, under release. <laughs> That's awesome. And then...
0: How many? I have 373. Not wow. Bad.
1: Okay. So how how does your app have so many versus mine?
0: You have way more screens than I do.
1: I must have a lot more screens. Well, so you can click on details and this is really cool. So you can click on details and then what it will do is it will give you Oh, this, this is amazing. Actually, yeah. actually this this is amazing, everyone. You need Wait, oh, yeah, I'm going to fix this. It, it, I, I told you. I told you. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. So under Under details, you have stability, performance, accessibility, screenshot, security, and trust. And what they'll tell you is content labeling, touch target size, implementation, low contrast. This one really only shows four, 19 4, whatever. I guess I was over overview. The overview said 1000 unique issues, but that seems like wrong. Oh no, it definitely says accessibility 1000. Okay. So touch target size. I bet it's the map. I bet it's the map. You know what I mean? Cause I bet yeah. they don't know how to test the map or something odd or something weird or something like that.
0: Yeah. My biggest complaint with it is that it can be a little bit coy. Hmm. Like, um, uh, there's an area called implementation. Like, okay, what does that mean? And hmm. then it says like minor issue, six examples. And you're like, okay, what does that mean? And so you just have to kind of keep clicking down through and through and through and eventually it gets to this item's text size is a dip try using a sip instead Mm, okay great okay well you could have just said that you know 10 levels up but that's fine i will you know slowly go through each and every one and replace all my dips with sips yeah this is
1: a definitely a different report than what i saw before because another one used to be Oh, it just would like tap around, but then it would show you on all the different devices. It looks like it's like, oh, here's like whatever the most common devices or whatever, from what I'm seeing, at least on this, on this thing. So it looks like it's a little bit different than what it used to be. So that's, that's super duper neat. And maybe I'm thinking of a different, you know, a different pre-launch support or something else, who knows, but this is neat. Uh, I'm definitely going to go check this out. Oh, this is cool. they oh, apparently I had one that was failing error. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, this is really this is cool. I'm glad that, that that I did. I apparently I still have it on. You can turn it off too if you don't want to. So sometimes people turn it off if uh, they, um, you know, don't want uh, you have analytics or whatever running because then it like runs your device on all the stuff. You know what I mean. So that can also be another problem. I will
0: say um, yeah. uh I think my Android X conversion helped me a little bit because my previous version had fourteen hundred accessibility warnings. Wow. And I'm down to three hundred and seventy. So I'm doing a little better.
1: That's cool. I mean, I do believe that um, you know, on on Android, the Google Play, like they've come a long way. I think they have a lot of nice uh, features provided is a lot of different things, but there's a lot of nicer things than what Apple's providing. So I'm just saying, you know, they could pump it up a little bit, <laughs> Apple,
0: you know, what the biggest problem is, is, uh, Apple's minimum touch target size that I've always learned that I've been programming, you know, for the last eight millennia has been, uh, oh geez, now I've already confused myself. Forty four points you know you just put 44 everywhere that's your minimum touch target size so obviously when i go to write an android app i use 44 everywhere you know because obviously that's the world and i'm just realizing now by going through this accessibility report the actual android minimum is 48 dp everyone Mm. so isn't that a fun little difference between the two worlds Uh, so that's why i have a million little errors because i've been living in the ios world that's not good enough 48 on android everyone
1: 48 i like it uh well very cool well the only other thing you have to fix in your app that's broken is being able to send an email and all you got to do is just put a little bit of queries in your intents in your android manifest and you'll be totally good to go frank um you're welcome and that was one of the issues that when you target (laughs) it you gotta so now this is a good good thing as well it's like when you want to you want you want to query specific intents, let's say maps or geo or mail or something like that, you actually have to say, I would like to query this data. You know, oh, you can query it, but you have to request a query. Very similar to how iOS, you have to say, I would like to query this uh, specific data scheme and then, you know, for some reason, uh, and then you can actually request it then. Else it also just returns false, so... You have to just do that. So right now, it doesn't crash. It just doesn't let you send an email, but that'll fix you up. Ah, uh, thank mm-hmm. you, sir. That's one of those things that
0: never comes up in uh, the development version, huh? It just works in the developer
1: version. You know, Frank, I got to say, this is why I only believe in manual testing. You know, no need to automate anything. No need to unit test anything. No, no reason. Just, <laughs> just man- manual testing. I don't know. You're, yeah, everything else works good this is this the skia sharp version or is this the OpenGL version uh that is the skia
0: sharp version it's yeah, very good. I, i'm a big fan of skia sharp it's very good yep yeah i was happy uh with the version after the painful conversion <laughs> i think it did actually improve in performance and things like that too so it's always good to take a second look at your app but i'll say it again can't wait to converted away from native android
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the sake is most of your it's just a list of stuff and then it's just that one view that needs to be yeah
0: yeah and i can i've already have better maui versions of a bunch of those views
1: oh nice i'm excited for that we gotta talk about that conversion that'd be pretty awesome
0: yeah just had to do one thing at a time wanted to make sure that i got the an android version out first I didn't realize that Google was gonna throw me that curveball.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Google. Well, next week will be a whole new year, um, which is crazy for the podcast. Uh, and we are going to kick it off with a, I think, a year recap holiday prediction type of episode, maybe a holiday hack update from Frank Kruger, who's solving World problems, which I like, uh, which should be really fun to dive into. If there's something you want us to specifically talk about, cover, you're like, hey, what are your thoughts on this thing from the year? Definitely let us know. Write us into the podcast. Go to MergeConflict.fm. Uh, there's a contact button. Uh, you can also tweet at us at James Montemagno at Preclarum uh, or the podcast as well at MergeConflict.fm. But I think that that is going to do it for this week's Android-based podcast. So, until next time, I'm James Maltimagno. And I'm Frank Krueger.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Peace.